0: while insisting he was not intoxicated, could not explain his nudity. Well, I'm not normally a praying man, but if you're up there, please save me, Superman! Let's face it, this is not the worst thing you've taught me about. Hi, and welcome to the Crisis on Infinite Midlives Podcast. I'm Rob. I'm Amanda. This is episode 83. Uh we're taping a little bit later than we normally do, or at least have been for the last few weeks, and this I'm not gonna bullshit you, it might be a little bit shorter show than the last few weeks.
1: We've been visited with yet another plague of vermin. Yeah, well <laughs> at,
0: at least these vermin uh aren't potentially uh These vermin may be Scott Lang's fault. <laughs> we we got ants. We got some ants. <laughs> Let's be fair. We're not overrun with ants yet. We've seen some ants. Well,
1: let's start off with uh, there's a couple Terminex guy doesn't think that it's enough to really warrant anything.
0: Well, no, what it started with was <laughs> huh. Parker the the cat doesn't seem to want to play. He's in he's in the corner clawing at things and eating something <laughs> off the fucking floor. Didn't did, you feed him? Did I
1: spill beer over there? <laughs> what the hell is that? Beer to the cat again? But then
0: yeah, and it's it's not like the, they're carpenter ants or fucking fire ants or any of the shit that we saw in Ant-Man. No, they're they,
1: cute, except that they're here, and I don't want them here, so they need to die. Well,
0: they're not paying rent. Yeah. And and that's that's not going to fly. So yeah. so, yeah, we've seen, what, 15? We've seen enough of them that, you know, particularly you, Amanda, with your central western massachusetts growing up in the hills i will truck no vermin in my home
1: of any way form or sort they've made inroads into the living room i don't want them to make inroads into the kitchen
0: (laughs) it's summertime we don't do anything in there except get beers who gives a shit we have have
1: pantry with stuff and i don't want them in it
0: (laughs) (laughs) all right so yes it was yet another call to our friendly exterminator who will be coming out tomorrow has been warned there's a cat. So apparently there's some magic poison, yet not poison that I, I don't.
1: Whatever. As long as it kills the fucking vermin. Yes. So... <laughs> and not the cat.
0: So yeah, that, that's been uh, part of the last couple of days trying to get, clearly we're not the only ones because it was murder getting the exterminator even on the goddamn phone. Yeah. But we finally did it. So uh, there was that. And, uh, I... shit. Before I forget, yes. I wanted to give, uh, Shout to uh, our listener. Uh, we've talked about him on, on the air before. Keith from Chicago, who earlier this week sent us a pretty solid review, fairly effectively tearing down what the fuck is wrong with the Fantastic Four movie. So that
1: you don't have to see it. More importantly,
0: <laughs> so that we don't have to see it. And... uh yeah, it's uh he gave us permission to to publish it and I just with stuff that's been going on, I have not had a chance to go through and give it a, a quick once over editing. So we're going to try to get that up either on the main site or on the Facebook page uh sometime in the next couple days. So Keith, thank you. Yeah, if if you're listening to the show and yeah, you hear us talk about something and you've got 2000 <laughs> words or something you want to send to us uh, yeah, I mean, the emails crisis on infinite midlives at gmail.com. We love seeing that kind of stuff. Yeah. And, you know, yeah, it's particularly cool when we get it. It's like, huh, this is not bad. And it's something that uh, we can publish that uh, we don't have to write. <laughs>
1: so, I'm not saying that we're lazy and drunk all the time, but every okay, little helps. That's pretty much exactly <laughs> the fucking case. There's no way around that at all.
0: <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, the other thing that's been going on. Uh, And this may be an issue in coming weeks. We'll certainly try to keep you posted. But we've begun idly looking uh, to relocate to a new home office. The home
1: office beta. Yeah, it's one of those
0: things. (laughs) Uh, We've been in this particular home office for like nine years. And almost every available surface is covered in comic books and trade paperbacks and science fiction novels. We've run out of walls to put bookshelves on. And yeah, with, huh, there might be rats outside, and look, there's ants on the floor. It's all right. Maybe there's, maybe it's time for us to, to find some place with enough space where I don't have to build and deconstruct the goddamn studio every week when we do the show.
1: Yeah. And we'll, we'll, we'll keep you all apprised. Uh, t- today we looked at a couple of potential. <laughs> no, they weren't
0: potentials. They were
1: shitholes. They turned out to be shitholes. There's, there are enclaves of frightening humanity in this town that we had just not ever accessed before. I mean yeah. we had we had a conversation after visiting one property today where it's like, "All right, so if your neighbor has a Confederate flag up, is that better or worse than where we are now where the neighbor has a toilet in their backyard?" <laughs> like really <laughs> Which really sets more tone for the neighborhood. Well, and the beautiful thing about this
0: conversation was there was not a piece of it that was hypothetical. This was not a "would you rather" <laughs> truth or dare kind of thing.
1: Fuck Mary, kill yeah. Yeah. No.
0: On the way to the, the second place we looked at, it's like oh, they're they're flying the stars and bars, literally one town away from the birthplace of the revolution of the United States of America. Yeah. Like the the real revolution.
1: Yeah, like the yeah the the, the, one <laughs> the one that they make you read about in the history books. Yeah. <laughs> you know the one we won. It's
0: <laughs> it's such a, oh my god and yeah so we walk out of the open house that <laughs> the the second terrible sign was there it was a fucking plastic jungle gym in the front yard
1: of the next door neighbor of the
0: next door neighbor and yeah it's shirtless. Manny Apshwitz. I don't know. Wad of humanity is that an accurate term? Fistful of humanity. Uh, Splotch. (laughs) It's another good word. Globlet. Glob. Sure. Globule. Yeah. Globule is a good. Yeah. Just out with his shirt off, looking at everybody walking, just hosing down nothing, like (laughs) like spraying his hose out in the street, just to be out, to be out shirtless.
1: (laughs) Hey neighbor, I'm handling my hose again.
0: (laughs) Next to the children's jungle gym. Three doors down from the stars and bars.
1: And and the gentleman had a rock and tan going, so this is clearly a frequent occurrence for
0: him. (laughs) Oh, yeah, because he didn't look like...
1: Shirtless beer belly. (laughs) Uh,
0: I got me a season pass to the tannin' booth. Uh, No. I'm I'm really the president of uh, Oracle Computing. Uh, No. No. (laughs) So this may be a long, long fucking process. Yeah. And if a new home office is found and it means that everything needs to be packed up and the show needs to go on a... A week or two hiatus. We'll we'll let you know. But-, but
1: based on today's visits, uh it's gonna be a long time coming before we find something.
0: <laughs> yeah. So Jesus Christ, the fucking Confederate flag. I had
1: no idea that a, a garage was a luxury.
0: Talking about the Queen again, Bob. <laughs> on Independence Day. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. So, yeah, it's been a more eventful couple of days than we originally anticipated, but we've got some cool shit that we want to talk about. We just may not have quite as much of it as we normally do. I uh, will see. So, uh, all right, you want to talk a little bit about the D23 convention?
1: Yeah, so in all of the various other conventions, there, there'd been minimal new news because everybody figured they were saving it for D23.
0: Yeah, which is the Disney convention. Yeah. I, don't, I did not look. Is that a Disney World or Disneyland uh, they get all the Hollywood time. Minimal
1: new news for Marvel slash Disney is what yeah, I meant to say.
0: Okay. <laughs> so so yeah, that was going on this weekend. That was obviously not something we went to. It's not purely comics based. Um,
1: no. Uh, it's, it's it's you know, you can go see things related to Star Wars, Marvel. But, you know, for those of you who are in the cult of Princess Elsa, there was quite a lot there to
0: Jesus, commend that, itself. Is that a thing if you're not? <laughs> Freaking.
1: ask anybody with a child under 10
0: uh, do I have to no I really I'm would. just telling you uh,
1: did you not see how many princesses with children gathered around them at Boston Comic Con we nearly tripped over
0: uh, I really look I try not to look at children because I don't want to have to introduce <laughs> myself to anybody in the neighborhood <laughs> I, I like keeping a certain amount of uh, <laughs> mystery about me
1: <laughs> we'll keep that in mind as we start looking for new home offices <laughs>
0: Yeah, God, I don't want to have to introduce myself to the neighbors. Jesus. But uh no, I'm, I'm looking up uh some more general D23 stuff.
1: Well, they, they introduced uh more footage from Captain America Civil War.
0: Yes, they did. And that was kind of the big comic book news. And I've not been able to find. I found one or two YouTube channels that were teasing, oh, we've got it, and... We're going to put it up and here's how we're going to do it. We're going to do it on this channel, but for three minutes at a time, completely unannounced. So make sure you subscribe to us. So it might be true. Seemed like a grift. <laughs> so I didn't really want any part Seems of that.
1: Legit. Yeah.
0: But <laughs> unlike San Diego, it has not leaked as far as I've been able to tell.
1: They also introduced some stuff for Doctor Strange, which has not yet started filming.
0: Yeah, they had uh, Benedict Cumberbatch uh, show up via satellite, a taped message or something like that. Yes. Um, yeah, I mean, the the big thing about Doctor Strange was they showed some of the pre-production art. Yep. And it looks, at least right now, like the Doctor Strange costume is pretty much going to be exactly like the, the original Steve Ditko design, like it is in the comic books. It's going to be trippy. Yeah, so they're, they're not going to mess around with anything you know, with that the the civil war stuff you know certainly it has not leaked that we've been able to find but god knows there have been
1: numerous th- transcripts of of i was there and blow by blow and this is what we saw
0: yes and the d23 expo at the anaheim convention center that's what i've been distracted with for the last two <laughs> months it was going to bother me that's where wondercon me. is too uh, it has been for the last couple of years yeah. yeah it was going to bother me it's like hey we're going to talk about the d23 expo oh which is in uh, a gaping black hole
1: uh, yes it's
0: uh, <laughs> Cthulhu contacts Doctor Strange and dumps uh, video out to the slavering masses. Who yes, th- then
1: are touched it- by elder gods. I don't know <laughs> <laughs> Pluto, the elder god, <laughs> Goofy, the elder god. Hi, Donald. <laughs> <laughs> that- that's Donald Duck. Touched by his feathery appendage. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Write that one down. Um. So yeah, it's a we've. We've seen descriptions of the trailer. What what you can find online before I talk about the, the trailer, or at least the trailer descriptions we've seen, is there have been some clips of people who videoed the panel and didn't take any video of the trailer itself, which I thought about grabbing some panel audio from and putting here, but yeah, I, I am way too hungover and distracted with the fucking ants and looking for a house to also chuck a lawsuit that I have to deal with on top of it yeah so if you watch our Twitter feed I retweeted a couple links to places where you can get at least pieces of the video with like the the appearance by Chris Evans and uh, Anthony Mackey yeah I mean for the the Civil War trailer uh, some of the stuff they had in there there was a scene that showed uh, Captain America and the Falcon fighting crossbones uh, had Black Widow uh, in the background there's another one that supposedly had finally Falcon's pet bird Redwing except it's a drone. It's a drone. Yeah, <laughs> because yeah, you can have a guy who's been Frankenstein into a super soldier and a god, but uh, yeah, the idea that somebody might talk to a bird that's stupid. That's fucking ridiculous. Why would you do that? I don't know. Um
1: madness. Yeah. Elder gods. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm I'm just picturing yeah, Disney in like Walt Disney in a cryogenic tank, slowly metastasizing tentacles <laughs> and just bulging tumors out of his forehead so as he's a Harkonnen. As he touches <laughs> Harkonnen, Elder God, whatever. But as he reaches out to the cold, unfeeling cosmos, Yog <laughs> Soth or some goddamn thing. Jesus, <laughs> Disney sits up, shooter. <laughs> Yeah, that's Java the Hutt. Fuck you. It's been I'm a little distracted. What do you want from me?
1: California Fatagan. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh God. I'm not gonna do Dead Kennedy's references. It's <laughs> it's too goddamn late in the day. Um all right, so what else was in the trailer? Uh there was a shot with Black Widow and Hawkeye fighting. Uh Black- oh no,
1: mommy and daddy are fighting?
0: Uh, apparently. I guess she's mommy. Isn't she the only girl at this point? I guess. We yeah. haven't seen Wasp yet. No. Apparently. Uh, she... we,
1: we may not. <laughs>
0: well, yeah. Apparently she's not seen in uh, this trailer. Ant-Man is. Talk about that in a second. But uh, yeah, apparently Black Widow asks Hawkeye, are we still friends? Hawkeye says, depends on how hard you hit me, which is probably a smart thing to say. Well,
1: yeah. Considering she had to knock his senses back into him back in, was it? Uh, Thor. Avengers. Avengers. Yeah. yeah.
0: Whether or not we're friends really all depends on how hard you hit me. (laughs) And where. (laughs) You know, a gentle chuck to the shoulder is different than a shot right to the kuyans.
1: Well, when you say you and you're looking at me, you mean me or, like, the general you? It doesn't
0: really matter, does it? I mean, whether it's you, Amanda, or you, the (laughs) listener,
1: don't kick me in the balls. That's all I'm asking. I'd like the listening public to know that uh, typically I do not visit violence upon Rob. (laughs) For a $10 all-you-can-eat
0: testicle fest. (laughs) I need help. I'm blinking my eyes. I need <laughs>
1: intervention. Just stick with your safe word. You'll be fine. Blue <laughs> dolphin. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, what else is in the trailer? It's, apparently, there's a scene with uh, Bucky trapped in a cage, which would be a lot more exciting if we hadn't seen Bucky in the Ant Man post-trailer.
1: We knew he was coming back. I, I just had this flash of Bucky in a coma to the tune of "Girlfriend in a Coma." <laughs> <laughs> Don't
0: you bring the Smiths on this show?
1: Don't, Jed. You you were the one that looked at me meaningfully instead of barreling through.
0: <laughs> I, you took a breath like you were going to say something. How dare you, Morrissey? Up these proceedings! God damn it! <laughs> you were the worst kind of person. Blue dolphin. Write <laughs> down blue dolphin. <laughs> our safe word. Wait, it's not our safe word. I got to no, understand. It's, it's Doug Stanhope's safe word. Yeah, we're, we're not doing. We're not doing a lot of safe. W- you know what? What happens here is none of your fucking business, <laughs> goddammit. <laughs> uh, so what happens at the Crisis at Infinite Midlife's home office? Oh, come on, this fucking sound effect thing. Uh screw it. <laughs> There's another shot that shows Black Panther, uh, for the first time, and apparently he's got claws that pop out. Yeah. Not, not Wolverine style, more cat style. Data Lady Death Strike style <laughs> I was going for, but cat could work. Oh my god, this show's gonna get us cancelled. <laughs> Uh, and then, yeah, there is Ant-Man, uh, who apparently is introduced to Captain America, and he says, I know you know a lot of super people, so I want to say, thanks for thanking of me. I mean, thanks for thinking of me.
1: I, I'm wondering, and I saw this on, I forget what forum, that was a discussion about it. Given that they're only going to show Spider-Man kind of briefly in this, and they're going to show that he takes sides with, I think, Tony Stark. Um, well,
0: we don't really know how briefly, because I've heard things that we'll see him at least in a couple of points, one in sort of a homemade costume and uh, later on with a more built out costume, which would sort of fit with the Civil War from the comics where, okay, Peter, you're on my side. Here's an Iron Spider costume. Yeah. And having the at least one of the Avengers get involved, because we've talked about it. On this show, before, the idea of a 15, 16-year-old who can sew all those webs, most of the artists drawing Spider-Man don't like drawing all the webs, let alone sinking the needle and thread.
1: I had difficulty making a fucking miniskirt in home ec in junior high. I'm not making a spider suit with multiple webs.
0: Yeah, I'm, I made a jacket and wished I was dead by the time it was over.
1: I made a teddy bear.
0: I'd give up my superpowers before I had to sew a costume.
1: It was an awful teddy bear. It was like a frightening hot pink teddy bear.
0: <laughs> Your teddy bear and Walt Disney and cryogenic freeze
1: just growing. Oh yeah, they wait and they wait and they wait. Eighties <laughs> <laughs> <80's> bear. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, where I was going with this, though, is um, given the snippet of dialogue that was released in all these various transcripts, are they looking at him to be the sort of wisecracking member of the team that Spider-Man would have been?
0: I don't know. That Nothing I read indicates that Spider-Man was a part of this trailer. So really all we know is sort of the rumors that we've heard. You yeah. Know, who's been cast and that, yeah, it's going to be a homemade costume. I mean, this is a Spider-Man driven by Marvel Studios who, for good or ill, in certain cases, have indicated they got a pretty solid handle on the Marvel characters. Yeah. I doubt we're going to get a taciturn...
1: It's not really what it, it's not where I'm going with it though Get, what they're showing there you know if you didn't know that it was Scott Lang dialogue and you think of like a Bendis Avengers book those are the kinds of lines that Spider-Man would say
0: That is true I don't see any reason why both of them can't do it
1: Yeah
0: I can easily just off the top of my head see Spider-Man and Ant-Man gravitating toward each other it, it looks, if they follow the Civil War comic, they're going to be on opposite sides. I'm a screwed
1: up, aging <laughs> ex-con. I'm gravitating towards you, young high school boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Now I feel filthy. I don't want to talk about
0: this anymore. <laughs> But Seems I, legit. I, I can see, yeah, a, a teenager with no support who built his own costume and decided to help people gravitating toward, yeah, look, man, I just sort of blundered into this, too.
1: Yeah, you know, okay.
0: I'm not really an Avenger. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing here. So
1: more like an unofficial big brother. Uh, yes. Okay. Sure. <laughs>
0: with a felony record.
1: <laughs> and no, you know... Social social worker home visits. <laughs> yeah,
0: one would hope, but so yeah, I, I don't know how Spider Man is going to fit into it. It sounds like everyone in the free world is involved. I think the only characters that haven't been utterly confirmed are Mark Ruffalo as the Hulk. But there were reports in the last couple weeks that he was that on he's site been, in Germany, been seen in Germany partying with everybody. So either. You know, yeah, a highly in-demand actor ain't got shit to do and decided to fly to Germany on his own dime to get drunk with Chris Evans, which I would do.
1: Can we do that?
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. All we have to do is give up the house to fucking rats and ants. <laughs> Just take all that money, we'll fly to Germany, and be bodily ejected from wherever the Avengers are drinking.
1: Yeah, yeah, that sounds like a good time. And we'll come home
0: to a very angry, itchy cat. Yeah, that's uh, we don't want that. <laughs> so... Yeah, no, I don't think we're going to be able to get away with that. So yeah, either he, he went out there on his own dime or or he's got a cameo or at least is showing up or something. Yeah. Uh and Thor, I don't think Chris Hemsworth.
1: No. Um although isn't he tied up right now doing Ghostbusters 2 filming? Uh He's got the Janine Melnick role.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so I mean that is still filming, but so yeah, that would probably conflict. Yeah. But also, I mean, Thor's role in the original Civil War was very, was not one that he'd really want to act.
1: Yeah. And there's
0: no basis for it. You no, know, there is no clore so far. <laughs> however, <Cloned> Thor? <laughs> however, you could sub in the Hulk who, as we came out of Age of Ultron, Banner is desperately afraid that he can't control him and either have a moment where, yeah, he legitimately can't control him mm. or yeah, with Thunderbolt, Ross there, experiments.
1: Yeah, if you've got Ross involved in this, how do you not have the Hulk at least in a cameo?
0: Well, it could be some other Hulk character that people think is the Hulk, doing the whole, mm. uh, I don't know who he kills. Well, There's with no Ross Giant in- Man
1: yet. I was say With Ross involved, uh, it, it kind of nods towards, will we see a Red Hulk?
0: <laughs> Possible, on an infinite timeline. Yeah, Unless you believe all those weird rumors that you hear that the reason we're not going to get another Hulk standalone movie is that Universal somehow still has a piece of it, Eh. which, uh, I don't know, doesn't seem right, because The Incredible Hulk was the second Marvel Studios movie. They had not yet set the world on fire. Right. And in fact, that was a big step down from Iron Man, so it's not like they had all the money in the world to chuck around and say, oh, yeah, sure, we'll share revenue with Universal. I, I don't know how true those rumors are. Yeah. But if Universal has a piece of the Hulk and his universe, maybe you don't introduce. But even then, if they did, that would mean they have a piece of Captain America because you've got Thunderbolt Ross in
1: there. It's a, I, I don't know how that works. I don't know, and it makes my brain hurt. What the fuck you want me to tell you? <laughs> it might just be the hangover, but it could also be trying to figure out the possibilities of what licensed characters they can use.
0: Yeah. Looks like I picked the wrong week to quit amphetamines. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. I didn't quit. <laughs> Could
1: have picked some up today at the neighborhood we were in. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. The, the house with the stars and bars and the, the big motorcycles. It, yeah. It seems like
1: a like like a crank house. There's like sort of like all right let's play a game. Hmm. Meth lab or.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the fucking basement in that house we looked at really smelled like someone was murdered. in it. Oh
1: God. It was like yeah mildew and death. <laughs>
0: yeah. With it with a big pool table with some kind of horrible staining on it and Ugh. it was and it was red felt so whatever it was was evil enough to stain the red f- yeah that a sacrifice was done there <laughs> and yeah hope-
1: somebody's gpa i'm pretty sure that was rented out to college kids and-
0: <laughs> what, whatever sacrifice it was hopefully it was not in the interest of selling that house because i don't think it's gonna it's not gonna help time, so. it's not gonna help but uh storm windows
1: that that might help
0: yeah <laughs> couldn't hurt they tried to clone a Hulk on it, and that's the—that'll be the Hulk we see in Civil War.
1: Oh, I know what happened. They—they—they they, they got all the computer programming going, and everything went fine, except then they forgot to hook up the doll. They
0: forgot to hook up the doll. <laughs> I don't—I don't—I don't have a weird science sound effect. That's okay. Yeah, yeah, no more sound effects. It was
1: Chet. <laughs> Chet left a trail of slime on the pool table. Well, <laughs> this is pretty close. Strange things are afoot at the Circle K. <laughs>
0: That close, I don't...
1: Giving that basement a lot more credit than... <laughs> <laughs> its It was just vile. It wasn't mysterious.
0: <laughs> and we've lost the thread once again. This, uh... <laughs> Sorry, dear listener, they're not all going to be Picassos. <laughs> We're distracted, goddammit. The show's free. You got to cut us some slack once in a while.
1: So in any event, there's going to be quite the cast of characters. So if some don't show up, it's probably not the worst thing. Cause I can't even imagine how they're going to begin to follow... The strands and threads of the ones that are going to be involved with that is just sort of be like, Hey, Scarlet Witch, how's it going? Hey. And then that's it. That's <laughs> like all we see of.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a, this is, they can call it Captain America. This is Avengers. It's this Avengers is really, 2.5. A, yeah, 2.5. It's got far more to do with the Avengers than, than Captain America. Yeah. You know, and particularly, I don't know how you can even really call it Captain America where Tony Stark would have to have almost equal Billing and footing to be on the opposite side of the superhero registration act. Right. So it's in its own way. Hey, awesome! Another Avengers. They just don't want to slap the name on.
1: Yeah. We'll but, see. We'll see how it goes. I I hope they can keep it tight.
0: Yeah. It's yeah. Look, it's the uh, the Russo brothers who did Captain America: Winter Soldier. Yes. Which arguably, if you point a gun to my head at the right time, I still think is probably the best one. Yeah. Of all the Marvel movies.
1: And that was tight. Yeah. It was an ensemble thing, but everybody had their time, and it was tight.
0: Yep. It, it, plot just kept moving and moving and moving, so yeah, I got a lot of hope for it. Mm-hmm. I can't understand why Marvel didn't just release the goddamn trailer the way DC and Warner Brothers did with the Batman vs. Superman trailer. The buzz over that movie went up so much so quickly.
1: And when, when is... uh? Avengers 2.5 being
0: released? Uh, <laughs> It is end of April, beginning of May. It's the, the normal Avengers slot, the normal spring Marvel okay. Normal spring. We'll, we'll probably Studios see one in the next slot. couple of weeks then. Yeah, probably. It just seems like you, know, you got enough people talking about it, you would blow it through the roof if you just released the goddamn thing. Yeah. And Batman versus Superman was a really good proof of concept to show, yeah, that really does work. So it's almost, what are you going to do? The fact
1: that no leaked copies that we've been able to find have come out. To be fair, we haven't looked for a few hours. They might be out there now. I mean, this but this is also a studio that leaked like eight minutes of footage from... What the hell was it? Um, I can't remember. It was one of the... I think it was the Avengers movie.
0: It's possible, yeah. But that was only like a couple of weeks ahead of time. And yeah. At that point, they'd already shown so many trailers and everything. Okay. And Avengers... It's hard to believe now. That was a little bit of a risk at the time. Nobody had ever done a team movie like that.
1: So you know, what was the movie where it was like the the villain that was on the plane? Not snakes on a plane.
0: (laughs) You're thinking the Dark Knight Rises. They were they released the entire opening of the Dark Knight Rises. That's
1: what I'm thinking of. Okay. A
0: a couple of weeks before the movie came out. And they did the same thing with the Dark Knight. They did the whole bank robbery scene. They released that to YouTube a few weeks before. A few weeks, at least a couple weeks before the movie actually opened. Okay. So yeah, not Marvel at all. After
1: a while, all of these blockbusters begin to run together. (laughs) Well,
0: (laughs) I I think the problem is mold spores that we inhaled in that fucking basement. Fatigue hysteria. Yeah, also possible. (laughs) But yeah, it, it it, it really seems like somebody had to make the decision of, okay, we just released the goddamn... Civil War footage immediately after the D23 panel, save ourselves a ton of headaches, get a huge spike in buzz, exactly the way we want it, really get people in the mindset of, no, this is really an Avengers movie, and you should be excited about it on that basis. Yeah. Or... Let's hire a bunch of people with night vision goggles to just sap people in the back of the skull if they hold up their cell phones during the panel. Well,
1: that's just it. Like, I, I guess good on Disney if they were able to stifle it. But on the other hand, they, they would be better served to release it within 24 hours of having shown it, I think.
0: Yeah, because all you get is people flailing around looking for shitty bootlegs, which yeah. means you no longer control... How they see it, yeah. And Marvel has gone through this before. They've gone through it before with legitimate high def leaks, yeah. Like the first Age of Ultron trailer that was supposed to debut on uh, Agents of Shield. Yep. And they dealt with it with a plum and good humor. Just tweeted, you know, damn it, Hydra. (laughs) Yeah. They just put it out. So, but I guess it makes more sense to them. No, we want to lock it down and control the message.
1: Chairman Mouse, I blame you.
0: Write that one down.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> we are never going to get invited to a fucking Marvel event. I'll no, tell you that. You know. Um. So yeah, I mean that was out of D twenty three. The big Marvel stuff. Um. The <laughs> this one I just thought was kind of funny was uh they announced they're building up some Star Wars related rides, exhibits, areas,
1: Star uh, attractions. Yeah,
0: attractions. Thank you. At at Disneyland. Uh, and eventually at Disney World. And <laughs> the weird thing to me is that doesn't seem like a big deal to me because I went to Disneyland when I was 16 years old, mm-hmm. 15 years old. Uh, it was back in 1987. And that's when they opened Star Tours. Okay. And that was because for uh, years I came back from that trip with a Star Wars sweatshirt I wish I still had. Star Wars the first 10 years. Mm. So Disney's kind of always had they had to license it, obviously at the time. But they've had Star Wars stuff before. But apparently they're going, <clears throat> excuse me, they're going on a whole different level with this. They're, they're building apparently a Millennium Falcon of some kind, whether it's a full sized or, or some kind of ride where you get in and say,
1: so is it going to replace Space Mountain? Because I always liked Space Mountain. <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> I, I hope not, because someday I still hope to go on there with like night vision Google Glass or something to see the the chicks who expose themselves jesus i don't know i got problems you (laughs) you can just get porn i know but it's just so easy (laughs) like a challenge what do you want from me but uh so yeah i don't know if it's gonna be a ride or just a big oh it's the millennium falcon but they're also gonna have apparently a full-size moss isley cantina
1: as part of like epcot center or just on its own
0: I I don't know. I don't think they're going to plunk it next to, like...
1: The the, International Pavilion. Yeah, the
0: Canada Canada booth. You make a left at Mexico, and then then walk into a lightsaber fight.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I took a left-hand turn at at the It's a Small World, and... Well,
0: that's what I was thinking.
1: I've never seen such a a den, a, a hive of whatever.
0: Hive of scum and villainy.
1: I'm but, so tired. But no,
0: what I, was, what I was thinking when I read about this was, you know, you hear about the people who work at the it's a small world booth, ready to slit their own fucking throats after like three weeks because all they it's a small. world. Max Rebo knows one fucking song. <laughs> if you work at the Moss Eisley thing. They'll find you in a high place, at the top of Cinderella's castle, with a rifle going.
1: Now, are they building this in Florida Disney World or California Disneyland?
0: If I took it down right, at the very least, it's going to start at Disneyland in California, Anaheim. Yeah. Okay.
1: Because my, you know, I think in order to really do this properly, it it should be an open carry zone because otherwise, how do I shoot first?
0: Open carry, booze, guns. Yeah, whoever's in there dressed in the Greedo suit, his life is going to be shit. In Florida,
1: it probably will be, just by default, but...
0: <laughs> uh, I think they can stop people from doing it. Yeah, probably. But, yeah, oh, if you're in the Greedo suit, yeah, you're going to have toy lightsabers whapped off the back of your head, spitballs, glasses... You killed Han! Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, no matter what. Is... wear
1: shin guards, all the little three-year-olds coming up, kicking you. You killed... My... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You shot my friend.
0: <laughs> I want. I want to go in there with like my Roomba and see if they try to kick me out. They don't allow that kind in here.
1: No droids allowed.
0: <laughs> come on, robot lives matter. Droid lives matter. Oh God,
1: they wouldn't let me come in with my droid. I could only bring an iPhone. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh God. I mean, it's, they they should serve alcoholic blue milk. Oh, God. The, a blue Russian? A blue Tatooine. There, that shit sells itself. Ew. What? <laughs> just... I'm
1: just... <laughs>
0: <laughs> you make yourself a, a... You can't really call it a Caucasian. Ugh. You make yourself a hell of a walrus, man, Billy. <laughs> Jesus.
1: <laughs> My friend, he doesn't like you either. <laughs>
0: We're wanted men. (laughs) I have the death sentence on 12 systems. (laughs) I'm just waiting for my wife. (laughs) Our son has diarrhea. He's in the bathroom.
1: (laughs) You'll be dead! (laughs) I just wanted my margarita. (laughs) (laughs) Can can I please
0: just have another? This one's not worth the effort. (laughs) Please don't try to defend me, old actor man. It's
1: <laughs> sorry. You know, I'll just take my margarita to go. I can do that. Right? Just p- put it in the sippy cup. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just, I just wanted to show my family a good time.
0: <laughs> uh yeah. We're gonna have to go on vacation to that as soon as it opens up.
1: <laughs> I don't understand why it's the same song over and over again. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Max Rebo sucks. Actually, no, Max... Shit, I suck. Max Rebo was the band in Return of the Jedi. Oh. Thank God I caught that. I just saved myself like 30 emails. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, yeah, that's most of the comics and geek-related stuff. I think there was some other Star Wars stuff. I just did not have time to run it down.
1: Well, they they, they announced they weren't going to show any new footage for uh, The Force Awakens. There'll be another trailer that'll drop sometime in the fall, Septemberish.
0: I mean at this point with the timing there's there's probably not a huge percentage in dumping a lot of new footage because yeah, we're only
1: Oh, the other the other piece was they unveiled uh the phase 1 toys that are coming out of the Force Awakens. Okay. So there's going to be Captain Phasma, uh, Phasma? Phasma? Um, the one that, that's <laughs> Gwendolyn Christie from Game of Thrones, her stormtrooper character. Okay. Um, I don't know if the helmet comes off, because you, you look at it in the package, and it just looks like a silver stormtrooper. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> Who knows?
1: But all of, all of the other main characters have figures that will be released as well.
0: I mean, you knew that was going to happen. We're old enough.
1: They unveiled the toys, though. So, you know, for those people that, that are toy collectors that... Is important,
0: yeah, uh, all right. I suppose, and yeah, that's the one thing I never really picked up on outside of being a kid, yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, it's a you knew there's gonna be one thing of everything for Christ's sake, generally, and like eight slave layers, <laughs> <laughs> at least they'll come out immediately. Because I mean, when we were kids, it was you, know, you walked out of Star Wars. It's like I would like toys of that. Well, they haven't done them yet. And yeah, no... you can have them at Christmas. I don't want to wait that long Too bad. It, it even <laughs> took a while to get that announcement because yeah, everybody thought, oh, this thing's going to get released to be like in the 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 back of a double bill and drive-ins in South yeah. Kentucky. Nobody's going to watch this fucking thing.
1: Oh, there's also a rumor. Speaking of of holiday related things, there's a rumor that now that Disney has, um, and I don't know why they would have done this earlier um disney has their rights to star wars that they're going to go through the internet and aggressively scrub any trace of the uh the star wars holiday special it's still considered canon apparently but that's the rumors that they're going to go through and aggressively scrub it what the fuck for where'd you hear this uh the mary sue okay
0: (laughs) you can't put that shit back in the bottle i know i mean unless they're doing it because they're planning an official release Perhaps because, yeah, isn't uh, Jerry Dugan's Chewbacca series is supposed to to have the his Chewbacca series for Marvel is supposed to have Life Day and all that
1: shit as part of canon, right? Well, we just I think we just heard that it was part of canon and I was going to. But then I didn't because I'm so lazy was going to get in line and say, so does that mean that there's plans for Life Day? But I didn't want to be that asshole. So I stayed in my seat. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> I think we talked about this last week. Because my first question would have been, "What are you doing for Life Day, sir?" <laughs> will, will you be Will you be banging Lumpy?
1: Oh but, Jesus! But,
0: wait, uh, let me take that back because I don't remember which one Lumpy is. I don't remember if that's Chewie's wife or kid. Uh, one I, is really creepy. Isn't that the I, grandpa? Uh, uh, that's even creepier. You know what? Just let's pretend I said nothing. I, I watched
1: I, the one that was watching the virtual hollow porn.
0: I remember who he is. I just don't remember his fucking name. <laughs> one was itchy and one was lumpy and one was herpy. I forget. <laughs> All I know drippy. Is I've watched it. I just have not watched it recently. And the other one. Look, once the horror starts to take hold, <laughs> names sort of drift off your head. You know who I remember B Arthur singing. I remember that. I Harvey remember. Corman. I remember Harvey Corman and uh yeah, Diane Carroll trying to, you know, make me goop. Yeah, was... it's
1: like the cast of the Carol Burnett show got high and said, "You know what would be funny?"
0: It's like somebody got high and... <laughs> Yeah, it's a, I've told this story on the show before when I was 5 6 years old and it aired my mom sent me to bed about 20 minutes in and I always resented her for the fact that I never got to see it. And when I was yeah, like 27, I was in a wedding uh and the the groom as my gift for being in the wedding got me a VHS copy of the Star Wars Holiday Special and there is not enough beer in the world, and I was pretty drunk when I put that tape in. So I've I've watched it a few times, but it, it just doesn't stick to your head in that much of a way. No,
1: it, it slides right off. It slides. Right Look,
0: off. I forget who Lumpy is. If it was the kid, forget I made a fucking Lumpy joke. <laughs> I've gone too far. Now,
1: now you're going to have to introduce yourself to the neighbors. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I. My name's Rob, and I've got a boner for underage wookies. <laughs>
1: You. that doesn't even sound good out loud.
0: (laughs) Yeah, but it's, (laughs) what are they going to do? Okay.
1: (laughs) Thank God we don't have any. (laughs) Hi, John Smith backing away slowly.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The show has gone off the rails in so many different ways. This is fatigue hysteria.
1: So those are are the main announcements that came out of D23.
0: Yes. All right, do do you want to move on to, how are we doing on time? Oh, we're at 41 minutes. All right. Do you want to talk about Lucifer?
1: Oh, God, yes. All right. <laughs> uh,
0: this is, uh, another case where uh, Lucifer is going to be a show. It's on Fox, right? Yes. Uh, it's going to be debuting in September. And like with a lot of last year's geek properties, the pilot, uh, has leaked to the internet. And, you know, we've got a dude we know at our local comic store who gets these things into our hands. So, <laughs> So we watched the the Lucifer pilot uh, this week. Now, Amanda in particular, you're a pretty solid fan of the Lucifer character due to your Satanism <laughs> and in the evil. Is <sighs> that correct? Hail Satan. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, you like the character. You've read through the... Yeah, you and no. I have, have both
1: read the entire Lucifer series, but you're the one who picked
0: it up. And yeah. Really...
1: I, one, of, you know, one of my favorite properties... Um, is is Sandman and uh, Neil Gaiman came up with a really great take on the idea of Lucifer, and um, it, it's it's a character that people have thought about trying to spin off and and give give his own series. And it wasn't until Mike Carey came along uh, with some encouragement from Neil Gaiman that they were able to really put together a solid story arc that spans now five graphic novels, uh, that gets into the idea of, you know, if, if Sandman is a a story about stories, uh, Lucifer kind of follows the path of, so what happens when you have a character who is in search of free will? And, and when you're, when you're living in a, a story as it were, you know, the story of creation, how much free will can you really have ultimately? you want to talk to god
0: let's go see him together i've got nothing better to
1: do. so it's a character motivated by blatant hardcore self-interest i love it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> i played that clip you just looked at me and waited <sighs> okay
1: so it was a long day hon um yeah. motivated by by blatant hardcore self-interest and you know whether or not this character is good or evil is sort of beside the point. It's whether or not you agree with his choices. I think if you agree with his choices, no matter how self-serving, um, you're not going to say, oh God, it's evil. <laughs> yeah. You're going to say, oh, okay, I get where you're coming from. <laughs> but it's a
0: kind of the point is this is a character outside of its biblical origins that yeah. has a big and storied comics history. I mean... If you start in Sandman, that's pretty serious. Yeah. And with any comics fan, that's probably going to be one of their top, eh, whatever, stories. So there is a legitimate risk in fucking around with it too There's much. There's
1: a reason why people tended to stay away from taking the character on until Mike Carey did. Yeah. Because there was such a substantial risk of fucking it up.
0: Yeah. Doing anything in any kind of major media with Sandman is like fucking around with Watchmen. Yeah. You know, Zack Snyder's movie is divisive. Yes. And that's a dude who just said, you know what? Except for one real piece, I'm just going to try to do what's here. On the screen, that's a guy who didn't fuck with it too yeah. much, and it's still pretty more divisive. or less
1: shot by shot in places.
0: Yeah. So if you start screwing around with something from Sandman, either even something that's relatively minor in the Sandman story, yeah, and Lucifer's piece of it is not huge, but you're running some legitimate. <laughs> you're playing with with fire. Yeah. So.
1: So. so it was with a certain amount of, I can't believe they're actually doing this. And I've said it in other, other shows. I I have plans to pretty seriously hate watch this new series because there's no way there is just no way they will be able to do justice, at least with television budget kind of money.
0: (laughs) Well, all right. Now let's be fair. You've, been saying that ever since you heard this was going to happen yes before we get into specifics now that you've seen one what's your reaction we'll get into some specifics and some of the things that are very different and some of the things that are not so different but yeah having seen one what's your gut
1: i'm going to need a lot of beer <laughs> to watch this show i the the character that uh, the the actor that they've hired to play lucifer is very charismatic and and the dialogue that he interacts with is he he's he comes off very well, and I found myself laughing and smiling, but in the back of my mind, it was, this is wrong, this is, why are they partnering him with a cop? Do we need another police procedural nonsense thing? Out of all of the stories that they could be telling to demonstrate that this is a character who's in search of his own free will, why are we starting with a story in which he seems to be um, seeking justice for someone apropos of nothing because it does nothing to further his own self-interests? And this is a character who is supposed to be about himself all of the time and furthering his own self-interest.
0: I agree up to a point. And the cop thing, yeah, stuck with me. I mean, we were joking about that yeah. for quite a while. When we first heard about the thing, I wrote some of them down. <laughs> he was the first of the fallen, greatest of the seraphim and ruler of hell for a hundred billion years. And she's getting too old for this shit. Together <laughs> they fight crime.
1: Yeah, I it, She's supposed to be, um, her mom was an actress and her dad was a cop and she tried the actress route, uh, got some notoriety for flashing her tits as a latter day Phoebe Cates type if you've ever seen Fast uh, Fast Times at Richmond High. Oh, we all have.
0: You're listening to a show called Crisis on Infinite Midlives. We all have, and we've done more than watch.
1: So flashes her tits in a hot tub and then decides that she's she finds the whole acting thing degrading or is disillusioned and wants to be a cop like her daddy um, <laughs> <laughs> because she wants to do good. Uh, yeah, he was the bringer of light, and she got naked in a hot tub. like <laughs>
0: <laughs> Together, they, they have badges.
1: Yeah. <laughs> in the criminal justice
0: system, the people are protected by two separate entities. The Lord of Hell, who rebelled against God himself in search of free will and a big titty next
1: actress. Yeah. Dun dun. Dun dun.
0: <laughs> Forgot to download that sound effect
1: shit. So, yeah, as far as the pilot goes, if you are a hardcore fan of the comic book, you probably will not find a lot to like outside of the actor that they've hired see for me this was and again
0: we'll get to the specifics this was a different experience than watching the pilot for Constantine last year with that pilot they were clearly trying very hard to to make it one-to-one with the comics yeah at least up to a point but the problem is it just wasn't very good it got better but the pilot wasn't very good. Yeah. This I had almost the opposite where it's all right, there's very little that you're trying to pull from Sandman and Carrie's Lucifer. Yeah. But the show is not bad. It's not going to make you any smarter, but yeah, the dude was pretty good. All the acting was not terrible. The the mystery, you know, did no worse than any episode of Law and Order I've seen. Now, with some supernatural stuff thrown into it and just enough flavor of the Lucifer from the comics to be like, okay, it's, I get what you're doing. It is certainly not the Lucifer from the comics.
1: See, I'm not even sure that there was the same flavor of the Lucifer from the comics because the one in the comics is a much more serious minded, um, agenda driven, his own agenda. There, he did not take much time for, for levity. And this character, there was there was a sense of humor that I think is not necessarily present in Carrie's version. No, there, yeah, there,
0: there, definitely isn't. That doesn't mean that this, it's not the same character. There's a sprinkling of flavor of that, but yeah, it's it's not the same character. It it flat out. I mean, Jesus, he he talks about going to Pound Town with certain people and. The Lucifer from the comics is a genderless angel incapable of doing that. There's a whole bunch of... It's not the Lucifer really from Gaiman or from Carrie. But there are pieces... I think there's more there to tie it to those comics than you really want to give it credit for. But I've also watched it one more time than you have. (laughs) And that means one more time sober than you have. Oh, God. But, yeah, it's... I. It was different than Constantine for me, and that I walked out of this going, "This is not a bad show. It's not a good Game and Lucifer show, but it's not a bad show."
1: See, my 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 takeaway from having watched it was, it's it's enjoyable enough. Did they have to call it Lucifer? Lucifer?
0: Like, well, and, and part of the problem is they kind of fucked up right at the beginning because the the opening sort of crawl, the the text thing to introduce people is, I transcribed it this morning. In the beginning, the angel Lucifer was cast out of heaven and condemned to rule hell for all eternity until he decided to take a vacation. Now, number one, that's not really the case, and they go into more detail during the show. That is absolutely the wrong fucking thing to put in for fans of the comic book. Because number one, it doesn't make any goddamn sense at all. Right. You know, Lucifer, whether you read the comic book or you read the Bible, was cast out. He was basically doomed by god to rule hell he was sent there to rule it so you can't take a vacation from that it's like you know the the case of murder in the first degree i sentence you to life in a federal prison without possibility of parole you know unless there's something good on tv or you got a hankering to go out and get girl drink drunk someplace you know (laughs) then you can go but so yeah if there's what at least looks like an open slap to the face to the comic. That's it. But it's just, it looks like it because you're right. It's.
1: Well, no. And they go so far as they, they have Amandiel show up and be like, you have to get back down there. And there's nobody rolling in your stead. Whereas in the book, they're very clear. No, you left here. Here's, um, Ramiel and Duma, I think of the. <laughs> and yeah, that sounds And right. they're in charge now that you're gone <laughs> and they're going to run things.
0: Yeah, but it, it doesn't happen right away. It was, uh, what are the two, vo- I pulled the two volumes. They're, they're right over there. The Sandman ones.
1: Oh, okay. The kindly ones you've got here and. Yeah, no, it's, it's the other one. Uh, Sandman, uh, Season of Mists. Yeah, that's the
0: one where, where, uh, Morpheus goes to confront Lucifer, expecting battle and Lucifer in, instead says, you know what? I'm done. Here's the key to hell.
1: Oh, that's right. And yeah. And a
0: huge part of that story is then who do I give it to? Because hell has emptied out, and the demons and the the damned have all left, so that does kind of match up at least to that piece of it. And for pure record keeping, you know, this is a TV show that he, he needs somebody to deal with every week. It's a perfect yeah. freak of the week case of the week way well, to build it in,
1: and it it makes it seem very similar to the conceit they were running on Constantine with with the angel who is the liaison between the powers that be and oh yeah this character on earth
0: Uh, yeah that that did jump out at me yeah although instead of walt walt (laughs) it was uh what's his name principal wood yeah yeah, for db woodside is that his name yes uh from uh, buffy Buffy season seven
1: (laughs) so and and also the president's brother on 24 i believe
0: it's been a long time since i watched 24 (laughs) I've watched Buffy more recently, so okay. by God, that's what I'm going to stick with. But yeah, that that now that you mention it, yeah, that really did kind of jump out. It's like, uh, all right, you did this a while ago, but eh, fuck it, that's gone. Why not cannibalize it? That was not a terrible piece of Constantine.
1: It's it's more suited to this particular show than it was Constantine, and that's something that some of the fans that had difficulty with the TV adaptation cited as a an error.
0: Yes, okay. <laughs> yeah, I can... See how the reaction would be, you know, oh, this is all wrong, but it's, it's, it's actually redeemed by the actual plot up to a point. Cause yeah, when, uh, I never not, Amandiel. Amandiel. Yeah. <laughs> they say it once in the show and yeah. I've never known how to pronounce it from print. But, uh, when he shows up, yeah, Lucifer tells him that he abdicated hell against God's orders because Lucifer was tired of playing a part in God's grand plan. Yeah, and the exact quote that he uses was, do you think I'm the devil because I'm inherently evil or because dear old dad decided I was? And that's much more on point of the original character All right. talking about you know, predestination and free will and deciding what he's going to do. But yeah, that opening text crawl, it's going to turn off Sandman fans. And there is one thing, if you're trying to get Comic book fans, you do not put off fucking Sandman fans. Yeah, no. You're a, well, by doing this show, you've already got every fundamentalist Christian in America drooling on their iPhones, trying to send fucking angry emails to Fox. You use this if you don't have the Sandman fans, all you got left are Star Wars fans, and they're gonna be <laughs> they're gonna be too busy jacking off over the pictures of Mads Mickelson at D23, That's you know, true. with the rest of Rogue Squadron, you know, to to come to your. <laughs> to your aid. You can't afford to piss off the game in advance.
1: Well, I mean, it, it, the way you're phrasing it, and maybe I'll go back and give it another shot, um, it makes more sense in so far as, okay, so if he's decided he's going to seek vengeance for this young starlet who shows up. At, they they kept his his nightclub Lux. Lux? Lux? Whatever. Yeah, I always thought it was Lux. Yeah. Um, they kept the nightclub.
0: They kept uh Mazakine. Although uh, they're calling her Maze. Well, they're calling her Maze. She's got a whole face. Yeah. Yeah. You know, she too loves the cock. <laughs> demons and angels in, in the T V Lucifer just love to just waggle it at whoever wander around.
1: And because they, they get takers. <laughs> <laughs> um
0: I want you guys to go out there and protect your balls at any cost. Because there's demons out it's there. There's it,
1: <laughs> demons. So yeah, this young starlet shows up, uh, who's like a Lindsay Lohan type. Like she, she was on top of the world and then got involved with drugs and nefarious people who did not have her interests at heart and had a, a rapid, awful descent. <laughs> yes. And she uh, made a promise that she was going to get her shit together and then was promptly hit in, in a drive-by.
0: <laughs> yeah, but even that kind of works with the original characterization of Lucifer, kind of. Because it makes it, Lucifer makes it clear that she did not sell her soul. Right. And he makes a point in, uh, I think in Sandman, but maybe both in Sandman and Lucifer, that's like, what would I do with souls? I'm not in the market for souls. You know, anything anybody ever did, they did because they wanted to. So that that kind of fits. You know, but he also makes it clear God didn't cause her problems, which ties into the whole quest for free will. Yeah. Um. He makes it clear you know, I didn't do any magic, you know, I just, you know, that I used influence. But yeah, where it falls apart is where he decides, you know, I'm going to call in my favor, which Lucifer would do, but I'm going to call in my favor, and what I want you to do is pull yourself together. And that's not Lucifer from the comics yeah. at all. I call
1: in my favor, and what you're going to do is you're going to go to Promises. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and bring me <laughs> something out of there, but yeah. that would make sense. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's they they make it a point in because uh, I reread I just reread the first carry arc before we did the show. I didn't go through the whole five volumes because ants and death basements and rats. <laughs> I got shit to do, people. I can't do it all for you, but yeah, he he makes it. Christ, I completely lost my train well, of thought. Well, just
1: it, it, there doesn't seem to be unless unless he gets. Born out somehow in later episodes. There's no reason for him oh. to take that much of an interest in one human life unless there's something in it for him beyond. Just do this for me, would you?
0: Well, yeah that that's what I was trying to trying to get at. It's been a hell of a weekend. Thanks for sticking with me, if you're <laughs> listening. Um, he said he always keeps his promises and he always collects his debts. Yeah. But C. the Lannister. The, but <laughs> the, the, <laughs> I was gonna say an evil Lannister, but yeah, shit, that fits. But. <laughs> But no, he, and uh, the point is made in the book that this is not necessarily a virtue. Yeah. It's, yes, he always gets what he's owed. He always keeps his promises, but it's ultimately selfish. So yeah, the idea of Lucifer from the comics saying, your debt to me is pull yourself together. Unless he's looking to get his sack drained, that doesn't make any sense.
1: Pull yourself together because I have stock in your album, (laughs) and. Which would also work.
0: Yeah. So it's, there are pieces here that really do kind of match up to the Lucifer from the comics, but the altruistic streak, that's, that's completely different.
1: Right. Because then, then going down the line, okay, well, you know, that alliance with that pretty young thing didn't work out. So now I'm, I'm on a quest for justice. He, he hooks up with this other, female cop who seems to have a need for a partner even though she's difficult to get along with and seems to be kind of on the outs with her husband and has a small child and she's the only person who doesn't fall prey to his wiles. (laughs) Yeah. So it's like, all right, so now we have to pair you up with this other person for what purpose?
0: Yeah, but let's also take a step back. The Lucifer in those comics, that shit ain't getting a television show, period, full stop. You're not going to get that on any television. You might get it on HBO, maybe. And I'm thinking back, the one story from Carrie's Rum that always stuck with me was when Lucifer creates basically his temple and has wannabe worshippers around at all times, but there's no real doors that you can get to. There's one couple who climbs up and finds a window in, and they get lost and they spend what amounts to days wandering around, and they can't find any water because yeah. it's it's fucking lucifer he doesn't need plumbing he doesn't have the plumbing to poop why would he have a bathroom or and the woman and the couple collapses and finally lucifer walks by and the dude says man you, you got to help me and he's like well you know, you've, specifically, you got to help her. I don't know what's wrong with her. It's like, well, she's gone through kidney failure, and she's dead, and you're going through the same thing, and you shouldn't have come into my home. And he just keeps walking. You're not going to get a TV show about that fucking guy. That guy is not likable, and likable is necessary on network television.
1: Yeah, but I think you can get away with a certain amount of being a rotten scoundrel after you have built up his capital so that if there's flashes of that as you go along it's it's expected at other points.
0: Yeah, but the the Lucifer in the comics goes beyond well beyond scoundrel.
1: Oh yeah, in the in the very first story in 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 the in this trade, he allows um a, a young very disabled boy to die for his own purposes cuz he needs the help of the sister yeah. to to get into some, some other lands. <laughs>
0: yeah, that, that, that makes Vic Mackey look like a fucking teddy bear. You're not getting that Lucifer on TV. Well, I
1: would say, though, that being said, I think you could. I, I think, you know, this is a, a thing where you want to enlist, say, the Jim Henson workshop and, and get some critters, and you could go kind of a somewhat smaller budget pans labyrinth route. And and be able to tell these stories in a in a mysterious. <laughs> the key story
0: that is the through story of almost all five volumes is Lucifer creates a universe. Yeah. You want to do that on the cheap with Muppets?
1: <laughs> uh, sci-fi has the Dominion show. I've not watched it, but that gets into <laughs> <laughs> they have <were> wings. <laughs> Anthony Stewart heads in it. <laughs> hi, hi,
0: is this Frank Oz? Yeah, yeah, this is this is the producer of Lucifer. We need you to make a universe, but we don't have a lot of money. Hello?
1: Hello? <laughs> <laughs> or or you get Frank Oz to voice Gaudium. Come on. <laughs>
0: All right, that I'd watch.
1: <laughs> and you need a fucking muppet for that. <laughs> yes, okay, muppet or
0: I I wasn't even talking about the scope of this of the comic book story the the scope is a non-starter i mean jesus uh, the fox is a major network this is a pilot on a major network and simple special effect shots like uh like the angel flying away they cut to lucifer looking up because it's cheaper than doing the fucking special effect
1: yeah but they're gonna uh, there's ways to address that with you know a certain amount of CGI. They're gonna have to on CW address that for Legends of Tomorrow because they've hired Hawkman and Hawk Girl.
0: <laughs> yes, they will, but that's almost I don't want to say it's a gimme, because certainly it's not, but that is the second spin-off of a property that has shown it can support, not just support one spin-off, but have it become a bigger hit than the original?
1: Yeah, and CW has decided to cap it at three spinoffs. There are three shows. They're bullshit.
0: Not... It's going to be the DCW. I'm calling it. I'm yelling it they, out right now.
1: They've recently released PR saying nope, three and done. Yeah, It's oh. like the family decides. I've I have I've had three. Three is enough.
0: <laughs> you just want to suck the joy out of everything. It's the DCW. Goddamn <laughs> it! I called it. I called it months ago. You got to leave this for me.
1: Three. Otherwise, I got to go out. I got to get another job. <laughs> but.
0: but yeah, they, they've got some budget because it's much more of a sure thing than this vertigo property that is sort of a not sister title, but kind of related to another vertigo property that couldn't really support 13 episodes. Yeah. Although the news that came out this week that Matt Ryan is going to be showing up on Arrow as a one off to play Constantine one more time. I'm fucking psyched about that. Yeah. And I'm glad I... he gets one more goddamn shot at it because The Constantine show got better. I don't think it ever got great, but it got better. He was always consistently good.
1: Yeah, and I kind of hope that maybe he's got a deal going now where he shows up randomly in other properties. (laughs) Because if you have this Lucifer thing and you don't have Constantine show up at some point, you are leaving money on the table. Oh, absolutely. Yeah.
0: You hear (laughs) me (laughs) disagreeing.
1: You know, I... I just and I I do think that Constantine is one of those characters where yeah it's, it's tricky if you can't do it properly then you have him show up as color somewhere.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, which would be fine. Just have him show up now and again. But uh, this is another one of those things I
1: wanted <laughs> to be like the new munch, like just show up everywhere. <laughs> X-Files. There's a new yeah. X-Files, have him show up in the X-Files. Come on.
0: Uh, I suppose you could <laughs> Uh, you know what? I would pay to see that I'd pay. as a
1: mysterious con man who's I'd, who's who Scully can't quite get out of her head. I'd Come pay, on, I'd pay to see that in the theater. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Especially since <laughs> since Mulder and Scully are not supposed to be together in this new ep- uh, series that's coming out. Yeah, all right, I'd, I I could get behind that. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so yeah, I it, have good ideas, it, it, Matt Ryan. If you're listening, it, it worked well for Belzer man for years. He fed himself on yeah. on John Munch.
1: You just you just, just get that gravy train going as as Constantine appears at, in. <laughs> That's
0: right. But for Christ's sake, get the longer coat. I, I yeah. don't care what Ming Doyle or anybody else says. It's not, not correct. It's wrong. And smoke. Smoke for me, because I can't anymore. They God seem damn to it. have
1: allowed him to go that route by the end.
0: Yes. All right. <laughs> now we're way off a of field, but...
1: But no, I think... I will watch Lucifer in in the fall. I will probably get drunk and live tweet it and yell angrily at the screen. I or I will have to start liking it as a very separate thing. Like the books live over here and the show is its own thing.
0: <laughs> of any of the comic book really comic book properties that have come out for the last few years, this is one that I think you you have to cuz it's never going to be what's in the comic. It's never going to be what's in Sandman. They just, they can't do it. Even if they wanted to. But they're
1: trying to adapt, is it going to be for, no, it's for AMC. They're trying to adapt... Preacher. Well, Preacher, yeah. And then, I think that's an easier straight rip, even though there's a certain level of surreality.
0: Joseph Gordon-Levitt and uh, a couple other people are trying to adapt Sandman as a a movie. As a movie. Yeah. Okay. But But, even that'll be one... (laughs) I don't know how the fuck you even do that. Yeah. I don't even know why you do that. Lucifer, as a character, you could do... so. It would always make more sense to do a goddamn series about Sandman because Morpheus went from story to story to story to story.
1: But then you still have to have the right budget to do it. I mean, I I don't necessarily see where it's different if you're trying to adapt Sandman as a television property um, as you would Lucifer because it's the same sort of... Surreal story to
0: story. And I'm not even, you have the same problem with Lucifer because through none of this have I really even meant the money. I'm talking about the character. Yeah. Lucifer is unlikable. Morpheus is unlikable. Yeah. That's a hard dollar on network television to have a protagonist who's a
1: dick. But you know what? You know, well, you know who else at their core Was unlikable? Albert Einstein? Walter White.
0: It took a long time for him to become unlikable. But... It took a couple of seasons for him to do... To watch uh, Jesse's girlfriend, whose name is escaping me right now, because I'm half brain dead. It it took watching her die to really start him on that road.
1: But you could do a slow reveal where you think you like this person, and then over time by a thousand little cuts. And maybe that's what they're getting at here. Maybe. (laughs) We've
0: only seen one episode that is not even necessarily going to be the first episode that airs. Lucifer wants to take
1: Rachel Harris to Poundtown. (laughs) Oh, he takes her. (laughs) Got the. I'm half convinced that she's only in that show because she showed up to read for the cop and just was so goofy. They're like, you know, we're just going to write you this. It, Lucifer needs a therapist. Yeah. And that'll be like cheap exposition because we can't talk about or show all of the stuff that we want to. So we're just going to have various sessions. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's it's very expensive to show uh, this actor uh, speaking to God. Yeah. So we'll have him talk about talking to God. And that will cost uh, 16, 16 <laughs> cents. Yeah. What What's Rachel Harris's rate? <laughs> <laughs> Compared to building God in a computer, okay, I think we can, I think we can do that. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, having watched it a couple of times, it's not a great Vertigo's Lucifer story. Although there's more of it there than I think you originally gave it credit for.
1: I think I, I think I understand where you're coming from. We'll have to see if it if it actually plays out.
0: But even. Pulling that piece of it out as an unrelated story about yeah, a likable scoundrel with a taste for justice and a partner who's just two weeks away from retirement back to booby movies. <laughs> I thought it was not a bad
1: show. Nobody likes me. Everybody hates me. I'm gonna flash my tits. <laughs> <laughs> Works. Worked and that's high- that's how you get a Kardashian. Work. There you go. <laughs>
0: gonna say worked in high school
1: yeah works
0: now to clearly but yeah i I did not think it was a terrible show but yeah it's it's got room to move more into lucifer territory uh, by which i mean the comic book (laughs) but yeah it's i think i liked it better than you did i think there's more there than you think but yeah you're not getting that and joseph gordon levitt if you're listening, like all celebrities do, let's face it we're the we're the first stop for all celebrities for their comics radio. Hi, Joseph. Yeah, Joseph, you never call, you don't write. Where's my check, motherfucker? But and if if you're listening, dude, it's a sucker's game to try to make a two-hour movie out of Sandman. What? Yeah. Which story about stories do you do about this mopey dick? <laughs> mopey dick. Mopey dick. <laughs> I did not do that on purpose, I swear to God.
1: (laughs) Nope, nope. It was just the big white whale of there it was. (laughs) But
0: uh, you could do the story about him getting captured by Burgess and then eventually escaping. All right. That's not Sandman. And Sandman is more than the
1: sum of those little parts. Uh, You think you've got like a rabid niche fan group with Constantine and Lucifer. If you fuck up Sandman... (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh god yeah
1: there will be an outcry beyond all of the bitching online about how fantastic four was cast and the subsequent nonsense falling out of that yep. that will make you weep with just despair
0: <laughs> yes indeed it's it's a sucker's game man but more power to you for trying yeah all right, anything else about Lucifer? No, nah, I think we're in good right, shape. How are we doing on time?
1: Oh, we got lots of time to talk about comics.
0: All right. All right, 1.13. All right, so yeah, let's, let's talk a couple comics. And All right. Coming at a reasonable time this week. Hmm. We'll plan better next week, I swear to God. Hopefully it's... we
1: won't have another plague of some sort of vermin. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm afraid <laughs> we'll to be open... able to regale you with stories of other frightening properties we visited. I'm, a, I'm <laughs>
0: afraid to open the studio door to see what's out there. <laughs> Probably the cat rolling around, throwing up from eating fucking ants. But... <laughs> All
1: right, which one do you want to start with? Oh, let's start with The Walking Dead. Oh, God. <laughs> Speaking of unrelenting death marches.
0: Okay. <laughs> well, I was really looking forward to this issue. All right, Walking Dead no, uh, 145, uh, written yes. by Robert Kirkman, art by Charlie Adlard. I was really looking forward to this issue, man. Tell
1: us why, Rob. What's well,
0: With the way issue 144 ended with after finally Rick has the confrontation with Alpha and the Whisperers and Alpha even understands that her daughter is not going to be able to have the life that she deserves with the Whisperers so sends sends her off with Rick to live with his group and says but you have to mind our boundaries you'll know it when you see it and that reveal of the heads of on the stakes showing what the boundaries. It's like, okay, this is an act of war. This is going to make some shit happen. And then this issue is in my pulls and the cover is Michonne's sword covered in blood stuck in the earth. The sword that she has forsaken since she has had more of a stable life, even though she's off, you know, on boats and sort of has been avoiding Ezekiel. She's kind of laid up, laid down her sword. It's like, Yes, shit is gonna finally fucking happening. She's gonna be enraged. And she is, because the first scene in this book is you can see Ezekiel's mouth moving, even though his head is on the stick. So yep. it's like, oh Jesus, he's still alive. And now they have to deal with that. And, he's and a turned head. So right from the first page is like, shit is gonna fucking happen. And fine. And you know, you know what that means? The, nothing fucking happened because this is a fucking head issue oh my god nothing happened in this fucking issue
1: yeah yeah i think when i handed this back to i said ah so the walking dead same shit different day
0: (laughs) yeah it's (laughs) I, i don't even nothing fucking happens michonne tackles lydia yep alpha's daughter there's two panels of Get off
1: me, or I'll cut your throat, and that's it. I Carl pulls a gun on her. Yeah, because it, Carl wants to keep tapping that. It's <laughs> Rick should have just you know what you know what. Rick should have just left Carl with Alpha. <laughs> you really want to chase that? Fine. <sighs> Come back when you're done. One of the two of them is going to have to die. Yeah,
0: because Rick is never going to stop.
1: Carl. Protect- Carl won't stay in the house.
0: Yeah, Rick is never going to stop protecting Carl, and Carl is never going to stop fucking up and trying to rebel against his dad. Yeah. So one way or the other, one of them is going to have to get killed eventually for, for any kind of real character development to happen. Yeah. That was not this issue. That was not this issue. You get people talk about what they want to do. They talk about what they would do if things were different. They talk about what not doing anything might do. They talk about talking to other people about the things that they've seen.
1: Well, I think what I think what Kirkman is trying to go for here is, all right, uh, Rick is in a place now where he's older and wiser, and in previous years, yeah, he would have gathered the trips and saddled up, and they would have gone in there. And done the best they could to take out as many of them as they could because fucking vengeance. And now it's like, nope, we gotta think about this. We have a, we have a community to consider. And, and Michonne's like, no, if this had happened to Carl, you'd be out there. And he's like, yeah, so I'm asking you to be stronger than me. Well, yeah, that's an awful lot to ask. Well,
0: <laughs> and that's why I've been ringing the bell for a while that Rick is going to wind up being the villain. Yeah. At least in perception within certain ways of looking at it. And I can already see how this is going to spin out. <laughs> I think. Because the way I, I kind of foresee requires action. And this
1: is a... <laughs> so we'll see this around December, you're saying.
0: Yeah, and this is a book where not only did everybody just talk, but how did it end? With somebody getting ready to talk.
1: Yeah. Um...
0: But it's, no, what's going to happen is with Ezekiel and Rosita and all the others getting killed, there's going to be a huge contingent of people who want to go to war with the Whispers. Rick is going to say no. Maggie might say maybe, since she's now switched over to. All right, we we might have to kill people sometimes. Now it
1: looks like Maggie's punching him in the face in this preview. So.
0: Okay, I did not see the preview, but okay, so maybe she's absolutely against it and you know who's going to crawl out of the fucking woodwork? Negan. Fucking Negan's going to crawl out of the woodwork and everybody knows, yep, he waged a war of terror on us, but he was very effective and the enemy of my enemy is my fucking friend and there's going to be a power struggle and Rick is going to wind up being a big douche undeserving of leadership and yeah uh, And he'll be
1: sidelined again. Like he he will have not learned anything. <laughs>
0: He'll be sidelined again, or maybe finally gets killed.
1: Although the the one thing that's interesting, which leads me to think, no, we're going to have like this deus ex machina of here's reinforcements so that you have enough people to actually go after Alpha and her crew. Um, Kirkman points out in the letters column, all I'll say is that Eugene is fixing a radio.
0: Okay. <laughs> See, I did not read the letters column because this was the first issue... I read from my polls this week. We did what we normally do. We go to the comic store on Wednesday evenings. We go directly to the bar because we're filthy alcoholics. And while we were waiting for dinner to show up with our 15 drinks, I went outside, (laughs) read this book. And when I got to the final page, I came inside and I put it back on the pile. And this is the, I I went full Leroy Jenkins. Like, God damn you Kirkman. You're always
1: fucking doing this. (laughs) but uh the 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 person has this whole thing where he's comparing uh Rick's sanctuary to Rome and you know what it was like when they finally came in contact in Rome with the Etruscans and how the world is growing <laughs> so i didn't they, read that. they make this point of all i'll say is that eugene is fixing a radio
0: <laughs> i didn't read that book there were no pictures you're asking a lot of me what's an etruscan
1: <laughs> the etruscans were an ancient uh Civilization that lived in Italy, Um, they predate Rome, actually. And there were wars between the Etruscans and the latter settlers who eventually became the Romans when they came into contact with each other. (laughs) You're asking me to pull a lot of Roman history out of my ass that I I barely looked at. Uh, (laughs)
0: Etruscans. What kind of parents would name their kid that? (laughs) All right, so I didn't read the, the letter column. Apparently, he has something highfalutin I'm... up his ass. All I know is it, it's up his ass. It's a, it's an issue where nothing happens. Yeah, this we'll been, see it in December. This has been going on since 2013.
1: There's going to be like at least two other issues of we should go. No, we shouldn't go. I think we should go. Carl will leave. <laughs> yeah. Look, we've said a million times on this
0: show, this book has changed since Kirkman started working in a writer's room on the show. And I think at this point, really more importantly, since he knows that no matter what he fucking does, as long as that show is on TV, this book cannot and will not be canceled. Yeah. Seriously. The next issue could open with Rick saying, my name is Rick, the dick of the (laughs) clan, the dick. I'm a post-apocalyptic porn star, and I am an immortal. And it would go another hundred issues before anybody shut him down. Yeah. Now, as long as the show is going, it doesn't matter what he does. He may have these great ideas, but his
1: pacing has turned to shit in the last four years. I'm surprised he has time to write it on any kind of regular schedule at this point, given all of the various things that he's involved in. You now He's he's still writing Invincible. Has the pacing in that suffered the way that this has?
0: I mean, it it has, but Invincible for me has always... I don't want to say a second. It's It's been a book I always like. Yeah. But it's, it's not as close to my heart as this is. So if that goes slow, it's, uh, there's always one or two moments in it. It's like, uh, okay. Um, it's also kind of different in the sense that there was a very particular kind of pacing in The Walking Dead from the beginning. Yeah. Which was six issues and out. And at the end of every issue, it's like, here's the beat to get you to come back. Here's the beat to get you to come back. And now that these arcs are, 12 18 24 30 fucking issues it feels like sometimes right it just it feels like it takes forever to get through these things
1: yeah the 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 pace is beginning to turn into that of a rotting zombie who is decaying and degrading at every turn and moving slower every winter (laughs) yeah
0: and it's particularly with this one where the last issue had one of those old school strong endings of oh shit Stuff's going to start happening now. To follow it up with nothing fucking happening was just yeah. a kick in the fucking nuts. I was, I'm officially making the recommendation. I will keep getting the monthly issues because we have a comics podcast and we need shit to talk about every week. But if you're getting The Walking Dead...
1: Either get it by trade or decide to pull the trigger.
0: Just get it, get it by trade eventually there are payoffs eventually you get moments like the end of of the last issue which was oh shit that's exciting got me excited about this book probably for the really the first time since yeah the, since the end of all-out war where it was finally we're done with the fucking negan thing and maybe things will get better and tighter and faster and it just didn't fucking happen right right so it's
1: all right quick as quick aside who is more annoying Carl in the Walking Dead, and I you can include the TV show, but mostly the comic book or Zack on the Strain. Oh, Zack on the Strain.
0: <laughs> I hope Zack on the Strain is fucking chucked off a roof into a and pit eaten of by vampires, yeah, into a pit as, <laughs> of vampires. It's I, Carl in the first season or two, uh, all right, he got himself into trouble and he was irritating. Yeah, you know, Carl, stay in the fucking house. You're, you're just making people chase after you and you're a little bitchy and you kind of irritate Zach in season two of the strain. Yeah, Mike-
1: whoever they, they, they started to write him differently and more petulantly and they hired a young man. No offense to him. I'm, I'm sure he'll get over this the same way the guy that played Joffrey will somehow recover. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it just has this perpetual. Sulky, like I want to beat this child. You're not supposed to hit kids. Yeah, you know, they're they supposed to be Wait, better. What? <laughs> supposed to be better parenting methods out there. And, and and you know, and I, Zach needs to be hit a lot, like repeatedly, just told to get over himself.
0: <laughs> uh, he's making the second season of The Strain Hard. very difficult to watch.
1: Hard to to watch.
0: Now, luckily, it's on after we record the show, which means. I'm pretty drunk by the time it comes on.
1: Well, it's just they, they go into this whole thing where he's inconsolable for his mom, and I get it, but the Zack they showed in the previous season seemed to have a great deal more pragmatism. Yeah. And an understanding of how things work, particularly if it's related to disease and his dad's job. Yeah. Than this one, who suddenly seems to... Be operating from a place of "I want my mommy," and I have no rational thought. It, which it just feels like it's a completely different character.
0: Yeah, he's he's constantly scared, and he's a cock about it too. Yeah, it, uh, yeah, it's he <laughs> it makes it very difficult to watch. Yeah, now, thankfully, what's his name, the exterminator, who uh, the actor who played the Blob <laughs> in uh, Wolverine uh, Origins, X Men. Yeah, Wolverine X Men Origins yeah. or X Men Origins Wolverine, whatever the fuck it is. He's watchable. Oh, he's great. Corey Stoll's alright. I like his character a lot more now that his character's back on the sauce. I I respect that. It's <laughs> exactly what I'd be doing. It's like, oh, it's the end of the world. Where's the Scotch? What
1: I'm I'm also enjoying um this Dutch character more as as she's getting reacquainted with the world beyond just having to be a keyboard jockey. <laughs>
0: Oh, okay, yeah, I forget her name, but...
1: Yeah, um, she, she's the one that was the hacker that that brought New York to its knees. Uh, no, let, let's not talk about that, because as a plot device,
0: that's, that's straight out of 1983. That's true. It's like Kevin Mitnick being sentenced to, don't let him near a phone, for Christ's sake, he can launch a nuclear strike from a fucking touchstone phone.
1: Perhaps at some point, we will have a strain-centric show.
0: <laughs> we'll run out of ideas eventually. <laughs> <laughs> all Why right. Not?
1: So so all right. So since we just went down that rabbit hole of whatever, let's talk about something more fun.
0: This book really is fun. It's a Starfire issue 3. Yes. Uh written by Amanda Connor and Jimmy Palmiotti, art by Emanuela Lupicino. Yes. So this is a fucking fun book. It really is and the the weird thing is it feels light but there's really a lot going on in it. There is. Uh, the, The lightness comes from the characterization of Corey with the whole Drax the Destroyer but not angry I take everything literally I really don't understand anything about human culture if you say something I assume that's the case unless you explain differently. Yeah. you know That it's some kind of euphemism. So that keeps things light but at the same time this is a book surrounded by a butchery on a fucking yacht and a monster attacking downtown Key West, yeah, and people being sucked into the sand and skeletonized. So it's weird. There's a lot of dark stuff happening, but it feels light because of how they characterize
1: Starfire, right? And and they've put together um, a likable cast of individuals to surround her, um, yeah. And they they just it, it, they handle her. Her sexuality and and lack of modesty in a way that just seems casual and and not, you know, something where they're making a stand about it moralistically one way or the other. It's in line with this is this is somebody who's not human and thinks about modesty in a very different way that.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And it's it's weird because the character it's just I think the skill in the writing, because if you. Really take a step back and you got to look at it sort of just right. Yeah, you know, the kind of slutty Corey from Red Hood and the Outlaws. Oh. Well, in theory, it's a certain amount of similarity to this. You know, the big line of uh, <laughs> people keep sending me drinks. What's that about? Well, it, it means it's a courting ritual. Yeah, but for the love of God, don't don't sleep with him on the first date. Well, what if I'm attracted to him and want to? <laughs> that's not that different than what Scott Lovdell was doing. Well, no, it's different it's in just so far by, as by distinctly
1: saying, "What if I am attracted and want to?" Well, yeah, that's that's the difference because they're they're posing the question, and the and and the Corey in the other book would have just gone ahead and slept with them. Well,
0: yeah, and combined in the other book, particularly early on, I I have no memory. And I've banged all these people, you know, including Robin. Yeah. You know, which was the romance of comics in the eighties for DC,
1: which completely discounted that.
0: Yeah. So it's, but there's certain similarities, but it's just, it's handled better to make it more innocent. And well, what if that's my choice to do so? Right. As opposed to, you know, the, the almost drumbeat it felt like in those first few issues of Red Hood and the Outlaws. Cock.
1: Cock. Well, it it establishes her as someone with agency who is making choices as opposed to a mattress. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, um, and and I'm interested. So we've got this other super powered character who shows up at the end. Uh, I have no idea who she is. That's Tara. Is it Tara? Yeah. That's, that's... oh, you know why? Because she's brunette. Well, hey. no,
0: it's it's Tara. It's not the uh, Tara Markov. Tara. Oh. It's the Terra, and it, we've got a few issues of it around, but toward the end of the new 52, uh, Connor and Palmiotti were working, two of the big things they were working on were Power Girl and Terra, but it was a different version of Terra. Okay. And they kind of worked together, and if you read the, uh, the Power Girl trade I've got, the, uh, all right. The power play, I think it's called.
1: I will have to you'll, reread
0: that. You'll see her in that, but okay,
1: yeah, it's, I I, just, I genuinely didn't know who it was, and I've been reading the old school JSA stuff with the old school Mark Offs. And...
0: <laughs> okay, yeah, no, completely different Tara. Okay, <laughs> no, it's a it's a character along the same veins of stuff they were doing uh, back in the the pre New Fifty Two. Okay, and it it didn't get it, it felt like it wasn't getting its due at the time. I I picked up issues of each occasionally, but it was it was fun, and I'm I'm glad that. Yeah, Even if it's purely by dint of the fact that, hey, these guys are working on Harley Quinn and it's become a really huge book that it gives them the juice to use Harley Quinn, number one, to bring back a pre-new 52 version of Power Girl like they're doing Harley Quinn and Power Girl right now. And, yeah, if they can use Starfire to bring back Terra, those were fun books. Yeah. And there were fun books – you know, pre-New 52 when it was, you know, hey, young boys,
1: read comics. And there's more than a place and almost even a vacuum, I think, in the big two where, where we need more fun books. Yeah. I, I, I enjoy a grim, gritty, dark book as much as the next person. Um, apparently there are some that don't, but I do. I do. Uh, but you need to have your books that are that are fun. I think that's part of why I've started gravitating towards some of the Archie books now, too. Uh, <laughs> honestly, it, it, I came back from Boston Comic Con with. I have this excellent. It's a print um, from Dan Parent, and he signed it for me. Uh, it's Betty and Veronica dressed as Black Widow. Um, <laughs> yeah, that I got specifically because I, I got, and I, I will admit this: um, Archie versus Sharknado, <laughs>
0: which yeah.
1: which was far more fun than it, it deserved to be. I, it, it's you know get on its face Sharknado is dumb, but that turned out to be far more fun than it had any right to be. Sharknado two had it had its moments. Sharknado three I I watched it, um, <laughs> but <laughs> Sharknado Archie versus Sharknado is was notable to me insofar as Betty and Veronica kicked all the ass. It, there was so much ass kicking from them.
0: <laughs> yeah, that that book had its moments. It was not bad.
1: So I I got this I got this print and it's going to go up on the wall. So. But it's again, there's a place and I think we need sometimes more of uh these fun books.
0: Yeah, I'm just wondering how long they can keep this characterization up. Of Starfire. Yeah. Because I mean the the tricky part's gonna be, you know, the the nearly clueless, take everything literally, fish out of water kind of character. How long can you do that before it starts to become unrealistic?
1: Well, she has to I think if the premise is supposed to be she's moved to Key West cuz she's trying to figure out who she is and find herself, how long does it take to find yourself? Yeah. And I mean, but I but I think in theory how that plays out is as she gets more self-confident in herself and has a better understanding of human beings and their euphemisms and and you know, how she interacts with the opposite sex if she chooses to give in to her sexuality and, and express herself in that manner, I think you'll start to see more more cast around her that um, are consistent. Not that they aren't now, but in terms of these other powered characters and whatnot, as as she builds out. Okay.
0: Because the other thing I kept thinking about, you know, if it goes on long enough, it's like, are people going to think she's like mildly off? Or But then it, it takes 18 years to teach a human being how to function in society. Yeah. I mean, shit. I'm 44 years old. I still talk to myself constantly when nobody's around. So maybe I'm being paranoid about it. Maybe you can, you know, keep it up for a while because that's really where all the charm of the book really comes from. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> you no. Know, of course, I say that. I'm just looking at my notes. I like the cheetah monster's frigging dialogue because <laughs> it was <laughs> just so. St- I am coming to kill you. <laughs> Both of you will die. I mean, it's, it sounded like Bella Lugosi or Count Chocula was coming to fucking kill Key West.
1: Yeah, and no, maybe, maybe it's Key West. Maybe he had a couple. Maybe that's about as much uh, language center as he can manage. <laughs> I guess
0: maybe. One other thing I noticed um, when all those dudes send Corey drinks at yes. the bar. And even the cat at the end of the bar is waving at her. <laughs> I don't know if you noticed this. I went back to look. If you look at the drinks on her table, one of them is a saucer of milk.
1: Oh, that's awesome. But, going back. In no,
0: that's fucking terrifying. Because that means not only is that cat into bestiality, but he can communicate with a human bartender and he's got fucking money. So don't worry about that goddamn cheetah monster. Take down the cat.
1: I don't, I don't see a saucer of milk. I see a thing that looks like it could be a uh, margarita. It's like a
0: yeah, no, but it it's white in there. I, I think that's supposed to be a raised saucer of milk.
1: It could be, or it could be sour mix, and you're reading too much into it.
0: No, that cat is the biggest threat to the human race we have ever seen. It's taken our money, and now it's after our fucking women.
1: To to be fair, yes, there's there's a cat waving at the bar. Um, there there's also a variety of individuals. There's two women.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but. I don't worry about women having money and knowing how to order a drink. I worry about a cat. God damn it. Why are you going to step on all my shit? What? I, I'm a ruiner. That cat is evil and needs to be destroyed.
1: <laughs> or it's Mr. Friendly. That
0: cat is the greatest threat <laughs> to the human race in a thousand years.
1: No, that cat realizes, you know what? If I get stuck in a tree, you know who's coming for me? Starfire.
0: That cat must be destroyed. That cat <laughs> is my own personal Vietnam.
1: <laughs> Jesus. All right, so now that fatigue hysteria has completely uh rendered us incapable of coherent thought or speech.
0: Yeah, yeah. So yeah, Starfire three, uh, buy it, fun. Yes. But, yeah. <laughs> do we have anything else? Nope. Or? I think that's it. All right. So yeah, like I like I said early on in the show, with uh some of the stuff that's going on uh, right now, we don't anticipate any uh, lapses in service. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what we do? Is this a service? Sure. I I guess <laughs> you got the right kind of mindset, but yeah, we don't anticipate it's going to have any effect on our release schedule. If it comes up, we'll let you know. Uh, in a worst-case scenario, uh, yeah, hopefully it'll be shows occasionally they are a little bit scatterbrained like this one was and come in a little bit shorter than usual. But you but... know
1: you loved us and, and laughed long with us, right?
0: Yes, because we love you. <laughs> Inappropriately.
1: Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I'm going to send you a a drink, possibly a saucer of milk. So I'm going to kill that cat. He
0: is competing <laughs> with us for for our love for you. Oh God! <laughs>
1: I, I think I, somebody needs to take a little nap. Yeah,
0: I think it's uh, I think it's time to take a nap. So, <laughs> all right, why don't we uh, wrap this up? Okay. So I don't know where you found this particular episode, but you can always find us at our home website, crisisoninfinitemidlives.com. dot uh, com. We are on Facebook. Uh, you can find us facebook dot com slash crisisoninfinitemidlives. We are doing more with that, and we certainly can get messages uh, through that. So if you want to contact us, that's a way to do it. Another way is through our email, crisisoninfinitemidlives at gmail.com. We are on Twitter. Uh, our handle is at Infinite Midlife. <laughs> uh, our, uh, we're on Tumblr. Uh, that is crisisoninfinitemidlives.tumblr.com. That sounds right. That's I've decided that's the one that I am uh, going to forget for the next six months, <laughs> and then I'll mix something else up. That's okay. Uh, we are on iTunes if you find us through there do us a favor and give us a review shoot us a rating helps other people find the show and it's always nice to to hear that people like the program yes you can find us on iTunes radio we are proud members of the comics podcast network and I think that is about it did I miss anything I think that's it All right. so this has been episode 83 of the Crisis on Infinite midlife show I'm Rob I'm Amanda thank you for listening and hanging in while we're a little bit screwy in the head We'll be a little tighter next week, I swear to God. But yes, thank you again and derp. My name is Hiro Nakamura. I'm from the future, and I have a message for you. There's ants all over me.
1: Go to bed, Rob.